Hello, it is Monday, April 12th. Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to this show. I think it's a good one today. Yeah, it is a good one today. I think we had a pretty good Monday. You know, coming out of Masters, coming out of WrestleMania, Ian Rappaport with some NFL talk. I mean, big show today. Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen. If by the end of this thing you like it, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. By the way, uh, I'm up to something. Yeah. Something something big's going think on. Think big. Something big is happening. This show will continue. We promise you that. But we're adding a layer Mm -hmm. uh, to this life. And I think we'll enjoy it. We'll be doing a giveaway for somebody if they can guess what I'm up to. And uh, it's cool. And we're so incredibly lucky that you choose to follow along on this dumbass journey that is this show daily. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Let's get to it, Ty. Incredible Masters weekend. Congratulations. I mean... While watching this man play golf on the back nine, there was obviously some holes that caused him a little bit of trouble, but everybody was kind of going through their own battle. Started the day with a four-stroke lead, ends it with a one-stroke victory, but at times it felt like it could get lost. Never really, except for when Shelfly kind of went there for a little bit, and then he put seven into the water or whatever. It never really thought like, you never really felt like Hideki was going to lose it. And all they kept saying was, you know, the pressure on this man of the entire country of Japan on his shoulders here. And then there was a cool moment where Jim Nance rattled off all of the famous Japanese golfers, which I enjoyed. It was a nice trip back in time. But then they would continue. An entire country of Japan is going to be happy for him. And I just kept, hey, what about, I'm going to be fucking happy for this guy, too. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what about, like, come they, on. They kept hammering that home, and I appreciate that. And I do love the fact that for the first time, anytime there's a first time ever, you know it is awesome. So the first time ever a Japanese golfer has won the Masters, which is looked at like the Super Bowl of golf. So congratulations to Hideki Matsuyama. Yeah. And I do love the fact that the entire country was on his back. But while I was watching it, I'm like, hey, I'm fucking pumped for this guy. Come yeah. like, hey, this is a cool. They mm-hmm. kept, I, I feel like they were like trying to let us know how much the country of Japan loves golf. And by the way, I did enjoy that entire conversation. But I felt a great sense of happiness for this guy that I had never heard of before. Seemed to be one of the calmest, coolest guys I've ever seen on the course. His putting is so much different that it almost takes you back to like Jack or whatever when he has a little bit of the bend <laughs> yeah, of the yep. leg and the whole thing like that. It was just a very cool Masters weekend. Topped off by WrestleMania weekend, which had iconic moments and weather and delay. And Vince McMahon calling God saying, hold off just a few more hours. We got a goddamn show to do down here. It was a beautiful weekend. It's a fantastic Monday, and there's a lot of shit going on. At Viva Lazito is on vacation. Congrats, Z. Enjoy it, Z. Have fun, Z. We love Z. Uh, Tone Diggs and Gumpy, the Hammer Don Boys, which is a daily live show at 4 p.m., will join us in the second hour, as will Ian Rappaport. We'll talk about all things happening surrounding the NFL, which we're about to dive into with with that Boston Connor. The New England Patriots have somehow made their way back into the forefront of conversation mm. in the entire sports world in your eyes. Masters was yesterday. Yep. Okay. Uh, WrestleMania happened. Of course. Okay, there's some Aaron Rodgers speculation Ooh. happening. Clonies uh, over in Cleveland. Uh-oh. There's a lot popping off. The NFLPA says, hey, we are boycotting OTAs. They are voluntary. <laughs> we are choosing to voluntarily not go as a crew here so we can change the way OTAs are going forward. Okay. There's a lot of craziness going on. In your eyes, though, did this not just happen this, at Ty Schmidt? Yes, this did just happen. As yeah. we're about to go live, I go, uh, biggest story of the day? And Connor goes, 
Once again, the Patriots are at the forefront of it. In your eyes, the biggest news coming out of the weekend we just had is the Patriots doing what? Uh, being at the forefront of returning full stadiums full to the world. Stadium? What? what? Full stadiums? No. Okay. I thought we weren't gonna have full stadiums till 2032, and here we are, the Crafts, telling everybody, "Look, it doesn't make sense to not have full stadiums. We got to get back to living our lives, Pat." Okay. So there is a Monday morning quarterback. Um, article that comes out every single Monday morning, obviously. It's a collection of things that have happened from the past week and what to potentially look forward to. It is owned by Sports Illustrated, I believe, and Albert Breer runs it now. Formerly uh, Peter King, who ran it. Peter King now gets bought out by NBC, so Albert Breer runs Monday morning uh, quarterback. Peter King goes to Sports Illustrated. He runs Football Morning in America because they have Football (laughs) Night in America on Sunday night. Football Morning in America is Monday morning, so Albert Breer and Peter King both released things on Monday. What's that? I didn't. I was just connecting dots. I'm sorry. I thought I gave courtesy to the wrong person on a graphic we might use, and you just connected all the dots for me. So I apologize for interrupting you. I just want to let you know that happens, by the way. Sorry. I feel like that does happen. That's, by the way, although people do watch the show, radio show, that is kind of what you do in radio. You Mm -hmm. kind of have to paint the picture for people, which is what I was attempting to do. But Peter (laughs) King and Albert Breer, Peter King used to work alongside Albert, well, I guess uh, uh, ahead of Albert Mm -hmm. Breer. Albert Breer gets promoted to uh, Monday morning quarterback Peter King, then OG of NFL writing, who will not be on this show, but OG of writing. He now has Football Morning in America for NBC. Anyways, these two articles, very good every Mm -hmm. single week. Oh, yeah. And to be honest, I am very kind of sorry if I don't accurately source, to Foxy's point, information from which article to which article, because it seems like every Monday, whenever these two release their, there's new shit coming out and it is very well done by mm-hmm. both of them, Albert Breer and Peter King. But the Kraft quote, Jonathan Kraft, who I believe is old buddy's son, yep. he's the bald guy, thinner head, yeah. kind of uh, glasses maybe. There it is. You see him, he's normally sitting on the left of John Bon Jovi. There you go. <laughs> on the right is old, old Bob Kraft. Bob Kraft Kenny Chesney, maybe. I mean, it's a moving cast. And then the left, that that other one, that's who we're talking about here. there you go. Okay, so he's in the picture. He's in the frame. He's a part of the conversations, I believe, from the documentaries that I've watched from the behind the scenes, do your job. He is making decisions. He comes out and says, hey, we got these fucking vaccines going on. Uh Okay, and if we're two weeks removed from people's second vaccine, and it seems like a large majority of people are going to do that, why why are we not going to have full state it would be it would be i forget i forget how exactly but somebody else said this earlier and it might have been craft as well maybe last week where they said it would be premature of us to say a percentage of the stadium would be full especially with how we're looking at this thing it feels like the crafts who i assume are a part of conversations that are pretty important in the nfl are like listen vaccine vaccine okay now the johnson and johnson one allegedly has some questions okay so allegedly (laughs) i'm watching i'm watching the nightly news and they're like johnson and johnson vaccine recall i'm like is this like a car park yeah how does this do you go in there i'm like shout out to Whoever got the Johnson yeah. Johnson when they're watching news, like I thought I did what I was supposed to. I, who Good know, luck. Who knows how any of that goes? But anyways, vaccine, vaccine, or that one singular elbow drop vaccine. Yep. Two weeks afterwards, I assume that's when it has completely made its way mm-hmm. through your body. Yep. Uh-huh. He's like, we're 
Who says we can't? Who says we can't? Who says not? This is Roger Goodell saying we're expecting full stadiums. Now this is the entire NFL coming out basically in their own ways. Like, listen, this is why we feel this way. I assume more information is going to come. All we need to know, and maybe you're right. Maybe this is the biggest news. Watch the Masters. A lot of people. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Hey, there was a lot of people mm-hmm. there watching. Now, uh-huh. it seemed like the majority of them did have masks on. Mm-hmm. Some groups, if they were sitting around each other, I assume they got comfortable because they've been hanging out with each other probably for the last 12 months. Now they're sitting in public somewhere. It seemed like there was a lot of, seems like there was a lot of people there. A lot of people, oh, yeah. big mm-hmm. crowds there. Big crowds. Now you got... Now you got Jonathan Kraft coming out saying, hey, we got vaccines. Yeah, yeah. Weeks, we got full stadiums. You got Texas Rangers. Have we heard anything there? We have, have not, not yet, heard anything which there. Is... Where WrestleMania just had 25,000 in back-to-back nights. Are we? Did we? How, are we? Oh, yeah. Are, are we? we? Are we on this? Are we? Uh-huh. Are we on the other side of this whole COVID thing? <laughs> did, 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 did we officially? We did it. We beat COVID. Wow. We did it! Hashtag Monday motivation. How about that? Yeah. Listen, we are not doctors. No, 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 no. no we no. don't even try to be. Mm-mm. Okay, we talk to some doctors of the mind and of the body. Okay, mm-hmm. we are a PhDs. You know, we have PhDs. All we talk to. Yeah. Some have two. Some have one. Some have four. Shit. Fuck. We'll talk to a ten PhD yeah. having some of a bitch if he wants to come on this show. Exactly. But what it seems like is a lot of the people who probably have to hear things from a higher level probably have to do things government wise, uh, protocol wise, and all that stuff. It feels like, and also up there in. Boston. I mean, that was a exactly. that yeah. was a hot spot there for a little bit. So whoever's talking to Jonathan Kraft, who does sit at the right hand of John Bon Jovi in the suite where Bob Kraft is there, mm-hmm. he is in the know. He's like, this should not be an issue at all. He feels like we did it. Yeah, and this isn't Johnny Kraft, you know, at a bar having a bag of peanuts telling people, hey, you know, full capacity, let's do it. This is the MIT Sloan Sports Analytics Conference, okay? The smartest people in the world are up there at MIT, and they're sitting there like, yeah, you know what, John? You're right. We should should have full stadium. So, to your point, aside, I don't know what Johnson and Johnson, but it does feel like we what was are. This? What was this again? Where was this at? The MIT Sloan Sports Analytics Conference? What Bro, do you mean? I have <laughs> been hearing about the MIT Sloan Sports Analytics Conference for a long time. Oh, yeah. And now that you're kind of getting a chance to chat about it, it really gets me going. Because yes. whenever you're thinking about the MIT Sloan Sports oh. uh, Analytics. Analytics Conference yeah. Academy or whatever, mm-hmm. you're talking about people that are really putting numbers together. And isn't that what this is all about? Since the very beginning, of Uncle COVID, all you really saw was graphs and numbers. That's yeah, all you yeah. saw. Yeah. And then as one number grew, everybody else got scared and we continued to get scared. We had no idea what we were a part of. Then the numbers started doing something different. They're like, hey, when I dip, you dip, we dip, we're going down. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking about analytics. Now we're talking MIT Sloan folks. Now we're talking Jonathan Kraft. We be fucking COVID. Yeah! This is awesome, isn't it? What a day. Now I'm not saying that I'm not saying anything, actually, because I didn't really. Well, no, I mean, we know what happened last time. We said we beat COVID. You yeah. know, people told us pretty quickly, hey, no, we didn't. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it does sound like we might be over the hill. And so. back to your point, a lot of three Ds, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but no P or, or Hs. No, you know none, none I mean? of those. So you said no Ps, no Hs, or Ds, and I was like, well, take a take a quick second there. <laughs> I thought the D stood for doctor, so I wasn't sure. Well, where, in the PH. To be honest, I'm not 100 percent sure what those. Like, what's PH mean? Do we know what that means? No, 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 way. no way. We read it too. We read it right off. A pH scale. I know oh, that. PH, yeah. Is it a pH scale? No, well, I know there is a pH scale when it comes to water and stuff Acidity, like that. Acidity. Yeah, yeah, the there it is. 
but I have no idea what it stands for in the PH or D. No. I'll tell you what, very important, though. Hey, oh, yeah. Because when that PH comes and then old D slips in the back door, let me tell you what happens. Everybody takes you serious. Listen Whoa. to this guy. Very, very quick. What is, we don't have any of those. No. And we are just now learning about what PH means. After a quick Google search, a PhD is a doctor of philosophy, a non-medical doctor. Hey, hold on. Oh, yeah, because a doctor is an MD. Yeah, because that's a medical, medical doctor. doctor. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. maybe. And then a dentist. <laughs> is a DMD. Or, oh, or, D- or DDS. DDS. Yeah. Ooh, which is a doctor of dental sciences. Boom. Look at us. Wow. Holy shit, dude. Wow. PhD wow. philosophy. Maybe you do have a PhD. Yeah, I have a lot of philosophies. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. I, maybe. No, I, I could be a PHM. I am a multitude of philosophers. There it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm a PHM. Wow. Anyways, we're, we're, what we're saying is we hope that COVID's over. Yeah. yeah the do. signs seem to be, if this was Blue's Clues, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh-huh. It seems like it'd be leading us right to uh, potential, uh, like, uh, ding, a headstone ding, ding, ding. of COVID. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That'd be great yep. news. We're going to have to deal with this forever, I think, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe this yeah. is going to be something that's going to be a part of our lives now. Mm-hmm. But it feels like just by watching other people who we assume know people who actually know stuff. So we do have to let you know that this is potentially secondhand complete bullshit. Of course. Because Jonathan Kraft could just be saying this in a fashion that's business-centric uh, uh, as opposed to what has had to have been talked about for the last 13 months, which is medical-centric. Uh, so he might be full of shit, but from what he's saying, and Roger Goodell, who is one of the most cerebral speakers of all time, then WrestleMania, Texas Rangers yep. Stadium, in, in, in Masters. the Masters is in Georgia. It feel, it's creeping up. You know, mm-hmm. like Texas and Florida had, had this thing kind of held down. For yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, we going to keep it open. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's going up into Georgia now. Mm-hmm. And then where else will it go next? Who knows? We'll Massachusetts, it. hopefully. And that's that's a long that's road. A, yeah, that's exactly. a ways up there. Hey, that's a way, a way up there. <laughs> exactly. But I think one of the things he said too. I don't know if it was the exact thing, but he's like, it would be intellectually dishonest to tell people there was. to yeah. tell people that that's we can't open when we're telling them, hey, you get the vaccine, like your life's going to be able to go back to normal a little bit. And it, it's basically just like we're treating these people like morons if we say that kind of stuff, and then we can't have full capacities. Intellectually dishonest. I was I was looking for mm-hmm. it. There was no way that was coming. Uh-uh. You know what I mean? There was no way that was coming. Thank you for reminding me that was mm-hmm. what was said there uh at ty schmidt some news that maybe circulates around you and by the way this isn't like a the country of japan's going to be happy for hideki type thing when mm-hmm. i'm saying this because we understand that you also have a little bit of an expertise in surviving covid because we've all lived through this thing True. But mm-hmm. more directly to you there's been some more write-ups and where there's smoke there's fire in the seattle seahawks fans uh, some of them, a portion of them, turned on us mm-hmm. for covering the smoke before there's an actual fire. But that's what we have to do. We observe and report. That's literally what we do on this show, and we enjoy doing it. We have no journalism degrees. We have no. We, we are sports stooges. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, sports stooge that has a little bit more of you know maybe a sense of what's going on because we can keep up with trends for instance if mike florio and pro football talk are talking about something there has to be a reason okay mm-hmm. unless florio's just making it up but florio's been in the game for a long time i don't know if that's how, how anything works especially no matter what your thoughts are on anything that florio or pro football talk do there's a reason everything's happening in our eyes mm-hmm. from what we've watched yeah. any narrative that's pushed 
publicly through insiders. There's a reason. Any, maybe it's true. Maybe it's partial true. Maybe they're leaving out a lot of truth. But it feels like somebody's always cooking something for a reason. Mike Florio started talking a little bit heavily this weekend on Pro Football Talk, even so much so as much as putting up a poll this morning about Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers relationship. How do you view this going, Ty, especially after that there's being some real coverage being put mm-hmm. on it by a lot of different people? We talk about it as like a, uh, you know, like, I mean, there's one-year guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. You would of course. assume that he would get this deal done, especially with what everybody else is doing. But teams are fickle in what they do, that whole thing. In your eyes, this, this Aaron Rodgers Green Bay Packers story, warrant the amount of conversation it has garnered at this particular point, Ty? Or do you think this is all a bunch of to-do that really is going to end up being nothing? I mean, I think it obviously is overblown a little bit because Aaron's come on. We, we've talked about it because he doesn't do that many interviews and stuff like that. A narrative kind of gets out there. And because he just won an MVP, he's one of the best players in the NFL, kind of you know creates a firestorm. But also, I mean, Extend the fucking guy. End this. You know, it's like at this point, if if something hasn't gotten done, like if you read Florio's article, he basically posits that like the Packers are more comfortable on having Rodgers on a year to year like contract in case his play slips. But basically what he says in the end is it comes down to are the Packers going to commit to Rodgers long term or are they going to be okay with sending Jordan Love out there in 2022? And Florio, who has been good to us, Mm -hmm. but I know he's very much a people either love him or hate him type Mm -hmm. guy, but he's always been good to us. And I assume he knows that people either love him or hate him too, so it's not saying anything. But he was reacting to a Rob Domovsky article or interview or something like that. And old Bob Domovsky Mm -hmm. in the conversation cited some uh, an anonymous agent, an anonymous executive, an anonymous somebody else. And the agent felt like it was potentially another Packers players agent was talking to Bob Domovsky about how the Packers continue to say, you know, we got something potentially big during their negotiation. So it's like, okay, so maybe they are renegotiating something with Aaron Rodgers. But the way they were painting it, and it made it sound like while reading the article without listening to Bob Domofsky's entire thing, made it sound like they were acting as if they can't spend money because money's tied up in Aaron Rodgers' contract. Right. And then we all kind of like here at Pro Football Talk tweets, in a comprehensive look at the current relationship between Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, Rob Domofsky quotes an unnamed agent who says the Packers aren't making free agent moves due to Rodgers' contract. So... That's like, okay, now which way and why? Is it because they're renegotiating one? Mm-hmm. And it's tough to make moves because when you don't know what exactly is going to happen over the next three, four years with the prime uh, money user of a salary cap on every team, basically, which is the quarterback, or are they saying because the contract's so big, they can't pay anybody else? That is kind of where I'm kind of torn on this entire thing because if they're saying they can't spend money on anybody else because it's Aaron Rodgers' contract, they could do that Houdini shit that's going on all around the NFL, turn his salary and his signing bonus, free up some money, now we can make moves. And if it's the other way where they're, you know, they just, they don't want to extend them or they're not renegotiating, that's fascinating too because Florio mentions in there that Mark Murphy might have found the perfect recipe of pissed offness, basically, mm-hmm. of Aaron Rodgers, where he's happy, but he still has a little bit of an edge. And if that is what Mark Murphy is going to say in the future for why they drafted Jordan Love, because I knew it would motivate mm-hmm. Aaron to play his best, I fucking love that spin zone. Yes. I love that spin zone if that's what's going on. Right I, I would love that too. But yeah, like you said, the way I read it in that article was that they were saying, hey, we like 
people were coming to them, free agents were coming, maybe potentially interested, and they were saying, hey, we can't get anything done because of Rodgers' contract. But, like, once that's done, you know, we can't. And then they just haven't done it. They've continued to push it off. So they haven't signed anyone. They haven't done anything with him yet. And then now it's like you ri- you run the risk of, hey, you piss him off too much, and when he gets to, like, it's the gonna end. It's going to get loud. Exactly. It's going to get very loud. And then, like, we after seeing what happened with Brady, like, you yes. can't let this guy leave the building. You just can't do it. And Peyton, by the way. Yeah. Peyton went and won a Super Bowl. Tom went and won a right. Super yeah. Bowl. I mean, yeah. it just feels like these are things that happen. And then the thought that they can't spend money because of Aaron's contract, and that's why they can't spend on free agents. Warren Sharp, who's, like, super analytic guy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Of course. Great mustache. Oh, right? oh yeah. That's sharp analytics he'll dive into all this stuff. i think he like when he hears something like that he's like oh great another math is that right little study i can get into <laughs> yeah. put some maybe some headphones on and he just starts going in the money that the packers have spent before this is before the massive rogers contract lowest in the entire nfl it's lower than the detroit lions Jeez. <laughs> oh yeah okay so warren me? sharp at sharp football says no team spends less in free agency than the packers nothing to do with rogers contract which is signed in 2018. warren sharp did this research after this interview came out now i'm not sure again if the agent that told bob domofsky was saying they couldn't do anything because rogers contract was so high or was he potentially saying Whereas Mark Murphy telling that agent that, hey, we're renegotiating right now and they couldn't let that, you know? So Mm -hmm. I'm not 100% sure, but let's go with, and this is what Warren Sharp's stats are about, is that they're telling people we can't pay because we have to pay Aaron Rodgers, which is interesting because before Aaron Rodgers' big contract, they paid $181 million in free agency from 2011 to 2017, over 39 players. (laughs) That's number 32 in the NFL. League average is $437 million, okay? So that's 4X right there. And then the number one team, the Jacksonville Jaguars, $835 million. So the disparity there between the number one overall spending team in free agency versus the number 32 team in spending in free agency is $835 million to the Packers' $181 million. But league average is where I'd assume most people will be. Still way below that. Sounds like this is just classic excuse on why they don't want to pay anybody yeah for sure and i mean like if you're a packers fan you know that this is just this is business i mean that's why you know everyone gets so pissed when is it's it like, because there's no owner i, I mean think it has, has to potential be. yeah i think it has to be craft exactly craft said uh, we lost one year let's not do that again mara came out and said i'm sick of having to explain why we're losing at the giants jerry jones is infatuated with kyle pitts right mm-hmm, now yeah. let's assume he's potentially been infatuated with other players before and paid them i think it has to be because there's no owner and i'll tell you what I never really would have looked into the Green Bay Packers situation ever in my life if it wasn't for you Mm -hmm. and getting to know uh, um, Aaron and AJ and everything like that. I think the no owner thing, although very cool, is quite a detriment Detriment, to the success of your team. Killing you. Mm -hmm. I really do believe that. And it's cool. It's a great story. And Green Bay is awesome. Like, I love Green Bay, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Got chance to go up there, had those butter burgers and cheese oh, yeah. curds. Mm-hmm. Wrote down something that was outside something. Sat in a bar I thought was Mason Crosby's bar. 
That was a lie. Yeah. I gave them a lot of money because I thought it was Mason Crosby's <laughs> bar. They were doing just fine without me, but nonetheless, I love that's it seems like it is quite a detriment for those types of reasons, for other decisions, for maybe something that would help Green Bay in a media deal that maybe they could speak up for, which could help. I mean, it is a massive fan base, massive organization, and I don't know how they're able to oh, because they got Aaron Rodgers a fucking quarterback. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. And even like uh, going back to when we had Andrew Brandt on the show when he used to work there like they'd have like the owners meetings or whatever and something would be said and like they just scoff it at green bay it's like all right well you guys aren't even you know it's like well your opinion does not matter it's these guys who hold all this money like hey will you go ask uh ty schmidt of iowa what his thoughts are and then get back to us next week (laughs) thanks he's more of an owner than you are Mm -hmm. by the way like it would be yeah i think there has to be a voice I don't know. I just think there has to be, if it's a family, a group, whatever it is, there just has to be some sort. But then as soon as that happens and bad decisions get made, now you have somebody to blame, too. Right. So it's kind of, uh, you know what I mean? It's kind of like a, a six one with half dozen the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because you either... You either are making moves because that family wants to, or if it doesn't, it's like, I hate that family. Much like the Nuttings in Pittsburgh yeah. and the mm-hmm. Pirates. I hate that family mm-hmm. because they don't do anything. So... With Tepper getting involved, $14.5 billion down there in Carolina, he's making some moves. Bezos wants to get involved. Yes. And now you got a team still that doesn't have an owner. You're going to be miles behind whenever big bank Tepper walks in there yeah. and wants to make some rules or something like that. The thing that I like really don't get either is a, a number that keeps getting thrown around is his cap hit is like tw- they can save $22.6 million in like Trading. 2022. Yeah, if they, is it like – is it worth it? Is getting rid of Aaron Rodgers worth $22.6 million in cap space? Salary cap's going up to $250 million, they exactly. said, in the next couple of years. Let's get to the poll here, and then we'll get to a break. Um, I can't wait for the phone calls on the other side. Hell yeah. About everybody's weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do people talk about? Mm. But I can't wait to hear what the poll says about our poll today. Oh, what do we got? Will Aaron Rodgers be the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers beyond the upcoming NFL season? Yep, says 69%. Nope, 31%. Already 14,000 votes. 69% of the people that have voted on this poll on YouTube say he's going to stick around. That is fascinating because I don't think people understand the situation enough. Yeah. One year guaranteed money left on this contract. That is basically no contract after this year, especially at the quarterback position and somebody that'll be 37 years old. That deal either has to get extended. Neither side wants to go into this year without a new deal. Yeah. If they do go into this with no new deal, is Aaron going to be on the road? Is he going to be a Green Bay Packer? No way. Is he going to retire? Ooh. He, t- he said on Shailene Woodley's Instagram, no. A lot of football left. Hey. We're good, huh? Yeah. Did you hear that little... Oh, yeah. Beginning? Oh, strut. How many people on earth do that? Only a couple probably. Not off. enough. She got to walk on fingers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Quick fingers. Quick fingers. Carlos Santana. Oh, yeah. Slash. Joe Bonamassa. Yeah. <laughs> I always say his name because I think he's a very good... I think he's like in the guitar world. Like if guitar people were to watch this... They get pissed off probably about, you know, like the super guitar community. Mm-hmm. So I always try to – I went into their community one night, yeah. kind of looked around. I think that's the answer that, like, you know, res- highly respected guitar judges mm-hmm. would say. He's oh, a, Joe Bonamassa. You're talking about Joe Bonamassa. <laughs> of course. 
So I just give our show a little bit of a defense mechanism. Sure. That it looks like we know what we're talking about. But to be clear, <laughs> I've never heard Joe Bonamassa's fingers on a guitar. <laughs> but it sounds beautiful. Hey, he's good. Though. Yeah. yeah. Right, joining us now is another person who is good at what they do. Uh, an insider from the NFL also hosts a rap sheet and friends, which is a riveting conversation that people are waiting eagerly for the next episode yeah. to drop. Me. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. Yeah. I do a little loose I'm also tie. Waiting, so that'll be fun. When are you going to do that? Are you going to do that show ever? What's going on? It wouldn't now be I mean, the time. I mean, now would be a great time. Um, I am in control of many things. That is not one. I am hopeful for the reboot. Oh, it got canceled. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Your show got canceled? Wow. No, we it didn't so... get canceled. It's no. rebooting. Wow. Sounds like. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm no. so sorry to bring that up yeah. every time. Big news. I got a good story for you. Want to hear it? No, no, no. <laughs> I can tell it on the podcast. Oh. The, <laughs> Ian, Ian. Dude, every time I bring it up, you should have told me. I feel bad now that we brought up. It's... It did not get canceled. Okay, good. It did right. not. Well, we're happy because we're stopped. fans. Yeah, I love it. Need we're it. fans. I stopped it uh, because I wanted to reboot it and go in a little bit of a different and kind of whatever direction with more things. I wanted to follow in your footsteps and there's things in discussions and we'll see what happens. Okay. We can't wait to watch and listen, whatever it's going to be. Good tease, by the way. And also Ian, by the way, Hey, I'm up to something too. Uh, Maybe. But what's the story? you got a good story. What are we talking about? I got a good story. Um, So I was in Mississippi uh, with my wife's family and talking to one of her relatives, talking to one of her relatives, and he told me this story. So he was kind of mentioning, mentioned me, mentioned my wife, Leah, to this friend of his, and um, it's like, okay, whatever, whatever. And, and then he says, and then Max and Jude, who are the names of my two sons, and the guy goes, wait, Jude? Jude Rappaport? Oh. From the Pat McAfee show? Oh. <laughs> and he was like, he brought his cat on that day, right? And the guy was like, yeah. He's like, oh, that was great. Love the Mac and the show. <laughs> so I didn't get recognized. It was actually Jude for bringing his cat on your show. Hey, well, you shout go. out Jude. Hey, Jude. That's awesome. And shout out to whoever remembered that happening on the show. You know what I mean? Because uh, that fan is dedicated. So we. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Hats Don, off to you. Hey, cheers to whoever you are, Don Mississippi. I don't know. Probably, hey, I would assume I'm not 100% certain, but I assume Don in Mississippi. We're talking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Splatoon. Oh, we got a splatoon? Does that guy have a splatoon there? Was there a ding? Uh, I would say likely, but I couldn't confirm. Okay. Well, it's not judge a book by its cover, but I appreciate them down there and everybody listening and watching. We also appreciate you and your time because we know your mind is one that knows more than us about uh, some things, not all things. But let's talk about a little bit of the, not all things, let's talk about a little bit of the inside information happening right now. At the top of the draft, we know Trevor Lawrence going to Jacksonville, okay? Check mark, we're all there. We've all bought it in since the pro day where Urban Meyer and he set up his surgery or whatever. At two was Zach Wilson, and then at three with Mac Jones. Now there's conflicting reports that they're not sold. Are they sold? What are you hearing? And do you think draft night is potentially going to be a pretty big night of action? I, it's, it's weird to me when the big trade happens before the draft. We've seen some where it has and some where it hasn't, right? Um, and it does feel like the craziness almost has already happened with the 49ers trading up and the mm. Dolphins trading back and trading up again. So 
I feel like those trades, it's more more fun for me, more fun for everyone if those trades happened before draft night. But they didn't. So I still think we could get some some intrigue here because I think you're right on one and two. Mm-hmm. But number three, the 49ers are doing all the work, right? So they're going to Ohio State for Justin Fields' pro day. They're go- second pro day. They're going to North Dakota for Trey Lance's second pro day. They're all going to be there. And they're going to do the thing where they evaluate everyone. I believe there is a leader in the clubhouse. I don't know who, although the conventional wisdom is that it's Mac Jones, but I know there's been no final decision. I believe Trey Lance would also be heavily in the conversation in San Fran. So we'll see which way they go. Um, Probably the most interesting quarterback decision we've seen in some time, especially if it's Mac Jones who I think some people view as more of a mid to late first rounder. Okay, and some people are potentially media people or team people you talk to? Uh, team people. Okay, cool. But, so, go ahead. But it also sort of like, I kind of don't know if it matters, right? Because if the, if the 49ers have number three and they just want to get their guy and they know that he is going to be their franchise starter for 10 years, then it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks yeah. and they should just go get him. But that pick how sold they are on mac jones at three if that is it is going to be the most fascinating pick we've seen in a very very long time yeah out of the 32 owners you only need one to be interested a lot better if two are though a lot lot better life is a lot better if two or more are in that entire thing so you think zach wilson to the jets is a locked up and then allegedly now the falcons are thinking quarterback there with matt ryan owed like a hundred million dollars and him not being traded by this point you would assume they're going to take that on are they really thinking quarterback or is there a thought they're thinking narrative that they want people to think they're thinking quarterback so they trade up to potentially get that particular pick uh i would say first on zach wilson i think he probably does go number two okay at his press conference like yeah i think everyone's been on it and i'm like okay that's not who, a confirm who said that who yeah. said that joe douglas at his press conference he basically said like people seem to know our plans and then was like so i mean Wow. Oh, so he's bullshitting that. I I would have to watch that back. Mm -hmm. That's him calling you guys out saying that everybody has our plans etched in stone. But maybe I didn't hear the delivery. Was the inference that you guys are full of shit in the insider game? Was that the inference from Joe Douglas? I I don't know. It was kind of deadpan. Oh. So maybe we shouldn't have congratulated Zach. Yeah, yeah not yet. Oh, good for Joe. I Joe. mean, I think it's going to be him, but that would Joe be Joe bought the Oreo. Oreo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know. <laughs> he used some old takes exposed kind of stuff. He'd be like, oh, thanks, guys. I'm going to love New York. And then it's not. Um, Got it. The Falcons, though, just as interesting there because you're right. They have Matt Ryan for a lot of money. Not going to trade him this year. But they do have a little bit of a luxury, and they can take – if they want a quarterback, and I, a lot of the people I speak with think that the Falcons go quarterback, um, they have the luxury of just having someone sit for a year or two years and just taking their time. Like, you you know, you hope to never get to pick that high, but if you are, you might as well take a quarterback and just figure it out, right? Because yeah. you'd rather have them than not. So, I mean, that's the way – if I had to guess right now, that would be my guess on that. And the and there might be a massive offer to get up to four, depending upon what the first three picks do, too. So the Falcons are sitting in 
a pretty good spot there. The yeah. thought, though, of drafting a guy four overall and then basically telling him he's going to sit for two years is an interesting kind of social uh, you get it experiment there. How is that going to pan? I don't know. That that's an interesting because Matt Ryan too could potentially be like, well, what is going yeah, on? Yeah, I don't know. That's a weird thing. But like you said, you never know when you're going to be in a top four pick. Mike Tomlin told Chase Young, I don't ever want to lose as many games to get somebody <laughs> like you or whatever I, that looks like you, which is real. Once you're up there in the top five, that is a promise ground both for other people's shit and for something potentially awesome that's a franchise changer. Everybody's talking about Kyle Pitts, Ian. Is there going to be moves to get up to get Kyle Pitts? Everybody's saying he's the only guarantee, aside from Trevor Lawrence, future all-pro in this uh, entire draft is Kyle Pitts. you think anybody makes a move to go get him? It's most of the moves up we see, especially at that point of the draft, are for quarterbacks, right? Like, it's rare. You have the Sammy Watkins deal a couple years back. Actually, a lot of years back now. Um, You just don't see that many move-ups for non-quarterbacks. You know who Kyle Pitts kind of makes me think of is Quentin Nelson. Because everyone, uh, he, I know he's a guard, but everybody was in love with him. Vegan. The whole world, right? So that's what Kyle Pitts is. I haven't even, I'm not, I couldn't even give you in my notes right over there, which you can't see. Uh, I, I don't have anything negative about him. Everybody loves him. I know he's a tight end, so it's not like a premium position, but no, kind he of, could yeah. go, if he went four, nobody would say that's overdrafting. They'd be like, wow, great player. So I don't know where he's going to go, but it's going to be very high. Um, and everybody is in love with it. Okay, let's talk about another player that everybody was in love with whenever he was coming into the draft, and since then has had a great career, but maybe not uh, as many highlights as everybody would expect, but still garnering a lot of interest, allegedly. Jadavion Clowney allegedly has interest from the Ravens and the Colts, but the Browns seem to be the most interested. A flight got canceled this weekend, so now that he's rescheduling his trip back to Cleveland on Wednesday. Is a deal done over there? In a year ago, they tried to get Clowney on there with Miles Garrett on that defensive front. A year after now, here we are, make a playoff, playoff win, a lot of hope in Stefanski. Is Clowney in Cleveland something that's destined to happen over there, Rappaport? Uh, How about this? You know what he turned down in Cleveland last year, right? Three for 57. That is what he turned down. And I don't think he's going to get that here. I mean, if he does end up signing, it'll probably be a shorter-term deal. Who's your source? (laughs) Who's your source on the three-year 50-something? Was that a legit thing, yeah? Yeah, it's pretty legit because he ended up, remember, ended up signing a one-year deal but like three months after that original offer. Okay. Yeah, because it so, was post-training camp, everything like that. It was kind of chill. Right. Out. So basically what Clowney did was hijack my entire summer, which let's just hope he signs this week so I don't have to do Clowney watch again next year. <laughs> Saying, like, I got golf to play. Yeah. yeah. yeah Clowney. Clowney mm-hmm. gives a single fuck about Ian Rappaport's golf game. How is your golf game? Pretty good? Uh, I haven't played yet this offseason. I'm, I, may, I might get one round in before the draft. After the draft, I'll be playing a lot. How I am very mediocre. Okay, very. You even towards the end of after the draft, before the season starts, where there's nothing really happening, that's big, so you don't have to be on your phone all the time. How does your game get to? Do you get to be pretty good, or do you lose money every time you're on the course? Uh, I don't lose money. I don't gamble, because that would be illegal. Um, I would say, <laughs> why do you laugh? <laughs> that was very quick. That was very, oh, yeah. Yeah, that was that was very good. Um, anyway, so uh, <laughs> I would say I start out a little rough, and then by the end, I mean it's all public, so you could look it up if you want to. I'm a ten now, 
Uh, I was a 12 when I started last year. I got down to about a 9 handicap, and now I'm about a 10. So I'm, I'm mediocre. Okay, you're a player. What do you have to Yeah, rap sheet. Uh, there's a report from Michael Lombardi that uh, the Washington football team was really high on Trey Lance. Uh, do you see, Is that real? And if they were to trade up, would that be a draft night move? Uh, it would be a draft night move if they, if they were going to move up. Uh, I would say they are. they've done a lot of homework on quarterbacks. So Lance is the one. Like, let's say Lance doesn't go forward to the Falcons, right, which we just discussed. Then I don't know where he goes. So he might be someone who goes from four Denver. through the top ten and then maybe is available at like 10, 11, 12. And if the Washington football team is interested, and I, you know, they do have some interest, then maybe that would be a trade-up mm-hmm. scenario. But that would be, you know, talk about the storylines as they develop from the draft. If the Falcons don't go Trey Lance at four, I'm not sure where he goes. So then it's going to be like, who would trade up and take him? I think that's going to be really, you're looking at it right now, like Eagles take quarterback, uh, probably not. Chargers, no. Vikings, no. Patriots, maybe. Cardinals, no. I mean, you're getting to Washington pretty quick there. They could make a quick trade up, and it would probably be worth it if they believe he's their quarterback or the future. Okay, so the Broncos, they're at nine or whatever. Can I talk to you about the Broncos real quick? Because now there's a report yeah. that they did have an offer out for Matthew Stafford, and then the, Ra- the Rams came out and won that thing. That That's true. It, how many – it feels like, from the outside looking in, it feels like the Broncos have been in a lot of quarterback conversations at this point. And what's are, do you think they're going to make a move for a quarterback? What, what do you think their plans are, especially with Drew Locke now definitely knowing all of these things mm-hmm. potentially happened? Well, there's two things that are going on because they were in – I think they were in all the quarterback conversations. So, like – and that's one thing about George Payton. I mean, Minnesota used to be involved in every single trade talk, and I think the Broncos have been involved in all of them too. He just – he likes to get in the mix and see what's there. So Drew Locke knows that. <laughs> hold the on. Thing is, hold on, hold on. I love the fact that there's a GM that's like, oh, what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. What do you guys, what do you guys, who are we having? What do we think? Who needs, who, who needs, you need what? Oh, can't do it. God. Right, I love that that's potentially how a GM no, operates. There's like five of them now. That's the. That's why all these <laughs> trades have happened because you got like, like Howie Roseman wants to be involved in every single trade talk. Scott Fitter with the Panthers now. Every single trade talk. Payton with the – they just want to be – John Schneider will be in every single trade talk. If that, something happens, good. But that's why, like, we've seen more trades. Oh, that's awesome. These guys don't Christ. care. Who's available? Who's available? Who's available? Yeah. Who's available? Yeah. Who do you got? Yeah. I, I ain't good enough. I can't. Let's go get it. I got a guy. You need – oh, I got two guys. Oh, my. It's fantasy football all of a sudden happening out there. I mean, this has been our offseason the last, like, three years kind of, right? I mean, that's why we've seen so many trades. It's starting to kind of pick up a little bit, and it's only going to expedite that whole thing. And I said this uh, maybe a week or two ago, and I'm assuming I'm not the only person that thought of it. I am a PHM. I have a multiple, uh, multitude of philosophies. Mm-hmm. How about that? Mm-hmm. But the, the thought – do you know what the PH and PhD stands for? I was – Pharmacology? No, no, you don't know. You don't know. You have no idea. You don't know. That was a great guess. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're <laughs> sure. For who? It's philosophy. It's a the doctor. The D is doctor, and you're a doctor of philosophy, <laughs> I guess. But anyways, I have a multitude of philosophy, so I'm PHM, and one of them is once this 17 game season succeeds here, and the money 
booms and they got the super wild card weekend now. It's easy to think that there's an 18-game schedule coming much sooner than the 16-game to 17-game jump, right? Don't you think? Am I wrong in thinking that with uh, kind of like where the money's going? They're saying a $250 million salary cap is attainable in four years. Amazon's getting in the game. Apple, let's assume they'll get in the game. There's going to be a lot of money that is going to be asking for more product. And the NFL adds another game. They add two more games to Wild Card Weekend. Are we seeing a potential growth in the season here with this gateway drug of the 17th game potentially becoming 18? <laughs> Seriously, though, that's a real Feels question. Feels like my 7th grade health videos. Um, I, I think it would take a while. Like, I don't think you're crazy, uh, not about this, but I just think it would take a while because this was like, in a way, this was like the reaction to the pandemic. Like, this was in the CBA. It was a lever they could pull. All right, 17 games, more money. Everyone benefits, right, because the players basically split it or a little less. So this made sense. To do the next one, you'd have to have a reason for it. And I don't know just the, all right, we could all get a little bit richer than we already are is enough of a reason. So, like, I don't I don't know that it's nice. I mean, being rich is nice. I don't I wouldn't know. You, you would maybe know more than me, but um, cool. I just don't know that it's something that would be, make it imminent. I've been broke. I've been rich. It is pretty cool. <laughs> but um, I, I just assumed with everybody's pockets getting bigger and maybe the demand for more product or whatever, I just assume it would happen there. Uh, other things that are potentially changing with the NFL, and we're talking to Ian Rappaport, who is one of the voices of the National yes. Football. That's right. Um, the conversations that are happening, the competition committee is meeting, and obviously these particular meetings is when rules get made and changed and everything like that. The sky judge rule is one that we were super pumped about here in this particular office because we saw the XFL institute it, uh, the old Xbox controller video right to the ear of the ref on the field who I was standing literally right next to as a reporter, didn't have to move. Hey, this is what we see. This is why you're wrong. Let's go ahead and pick up that flag and move forward. It seemed to expedite the entire process and be quick. The NFL allegedly pitched that maybe to help the review process. Now they're out on it. What, what are you hearing on this particular thing? And what should we expect coming out of these meetings and what rules are coming? Yeah, I think these will be, this will be the news after the draft. There's going to be a, a league meeting in May, which um, could end up actually being where all the rules get. First of all, it could be in person, which we'll see, but that would be kind of, Whoa. Fun to see humans again. Whoa. Um, oh, we handshake. Yeah, okay. okay. Hey, no, no, no handshake. I'm out. No, no, no. Handshakes are done forever. Hey, good to see. You. Hey, fair just enough. Fist bumps. Yeah. Elbow, elbow slash wrist. Just give a little. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the word when I see people at like you know soccer practice or a little league, whatever. Just the, just the, the hand. I don't yeah. get. I don't. No shakes. Anyway, um, it's closer to your inner hand. hand yeah. Hey, yeah. I want to let you know. Yeah. Seems like that's closer to the inner hand. Than if you were to just maybe turn that thing around. Yeah, yeah. be careful. Because, look, it can sneak in the side door here. You ever try to hold water in your palm? It's always going to sneak out. When you do this one here, it mm -hmm. feels like COVID could jump right up in there. Yeah. 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 So just fist, you think? Yeah, I think yeah, we can stay here. I think. Yeah. Oh, don't tell me. That's so I mean, it close. makes sense. I'm sneezing into my elbow. Why would I want to elbow right. bump someone? Oh, wow. Yeah, because mm -hmm. now you're trying to. Yeah. Now you're like... Hey, Rap sheet. Hey, 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 no handshakes. We can sneeze in our hands again. <laughs> you know, right, right. No handshakes. Then you sneeze.
directly into the oh, yeah. 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 oh, even better. Yeah, because that would be actually customary now. Good call at yeah. COVID Cowboy, who's yeah. an immunicorn. So Thank you're you. actually thinking about other people there, yeah. which we do appreciate. Anyways, these rules, though, these rules that are potentially. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that the Sky Judge has been a tough sell, but it kind of has been. And, you know, it, it's, you know, talk about the 18 games and like how fast that could come. All these changes are so incremental. I mean, the only thing that went really, really fast was the, you know, where penal past interference could be reviewed, and obviously that did not go great. Whoa! Um, whoa! Hey! Whoa! I don't know if you heard, you, I don't know if you saw that. It was a couple of seasons ago, it was kind of a thing. Whoa! Like, Listen, it didn't go great. It didn't go great because your employer was demanding Alberto Riveron have this ridiculous amount of evidence to overturn the call. The entire world would agree on a call, and all of a sudden, out of Alberto's mouth to whatever stooge ref was on the field was coming out, and they would disagree with all of us. I think it would have worked. It was executed improperly. Mm-hmm. I don't know about any of that. Plus, I have no official opinion. Um, but anyway, hey, hey, real quick, great. real quick, real quick, off record, off record. Nobody's listening. Just you and me here. Oh, no one's listening. Are you allowed to um, talk about something like that? No, probably not. Uh, I probably am, but I wouldn't. I have you ever gotten told? Different. Have you ever people gotten told, like, hey, stay away? People aren't interested in my opinion. Whoa. Unless it's like informed, like hey, we know. are. Yeah, yeah. They tell you, hey, man, we are. Our show stinks, but we appreciate your uh, <laughs> your opinion over here a lot. Um, so anyway, uh, big changes always take a million years. And for some reason, it doesn't seem like the sky judge has really taken hold. Like, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure this is going to be the year either. It seems to make a lot of sense. It would also be a lot of, a lot of cooks in the whatever, uh, kitchen thing, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't know. Might be another year for the sky judge. We'll see. We'll see in May if I can see people in person and maybe ask them about it. Well, I'll tell you, if you can't take the heat, get the fuck out of the kitchen. Make a decision mm-hmm. yeah. for everybody, okay? I don't Come care on. how many cooks are in there. Get old buddy with the uh, British accent, big blonde hair. Gordon Ramsay. Get him in there and he'll start <laughs> counting all the cooks and tell him what to do. Mm-hmm. Let's yep. get this thing right. Let's go ahead and sell some food out here. What do yeah. you have? Yeah, Rap Sheet. Uh, J.C. Treader came out and said he would urge players to boycott if teams do in-person OTAs. Is this going to be a problem down the road or will this get settled soon? Uh, it's going to be a beef. It, can't have boycotts without a little bit of It's going to be a thing until it gets settled. And I think this is what's going on right now. The NFL and the NFLPA are going back and forth on what the offseason is going to look like. The NFL can say, based on the rules, that it's, you know, here's what's in person. So I would expect, from what I'm told, some to be in person, to have some sort of OTAs or mini camp or oh, something I know it's gonna normal. <laughs> something normal. So I, know it's gonna um, I don't know what it's going to be. And, you know, if Treader gets – Everyone to boycott. That's, it would be they're not interesting, but it would be the first time that players would be all in unison on anything in the history of the world. Yeah, it's I, just it's just too many of them. Yeah, that's why you were talking there. I don't know if you heard me back here going. Yeah, yeah, know exactly what's going to happen because the way you just said the NFL can list it as this. That means the NFL has yep. already decided. Like, hey, we'll say it's voluntary. You hey, it is voluntary. You don't have to come. Now, we will report potentially who's here and who isn't mm-hmm. here. And I assume there'll be some younger guys that maybe have never got an opportunity. They'll be here. And mm-hmm. if you'd like to be here, you know, it'll be one of those things where it'll become a very possible. It'll become a PR thing and there's no chance the players will win because it's like, hey, go do your job. What, you only work six months? That's just Come the on. easy. Now, granted, players. It seems we've seen something like this before, no? Oh, dude. And this feels very familiar. <laughs> you got to remember, I was a part of the lockout year, you know? the part of the lockout year and my friends are all very big NFL fans I think I think that is potentially why 
you know, I come from a massive NFL fanhood community, basically, which is, I think, why some of this show actually works. But during that lockout, I'd go see somebody. It was awesome. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I, I think they should do it every offseason. I, I thought that. But it was, I'd go see my friends. They're like, why don't you guys go back to fucking work? <laughs> We're locked in. It's not a strike, okay? It's a loud fuck you. Like, like, that is not... That's not how it goes at all. The PR is always, uh-huh. always problematic for the players in this whole thing. Ty, what do you have? Ian, what the hell's going on in Green Bay? Uh, an article came out that said Rodgers' contract situation is impeding them from signing free agents, but then they haven't done a damn thing with it. Have you heard anything about what's going on up there? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say it's the Packers aren't big free agent guys anyway. And let the free, like I know. I mean, they re-signed Aaron Jones, who's their own guy, which is a lot of money, and that's you know technically a big free agent, even though he was theirs. Um, they're just that's not where they roll unless they feel like they absolutely had to, like when they signed the Smith brothers a couple of years ago. Um, it made it difficult at the beginning because basically they wanted him to just convert it for salary cap space. He wanted an extension. They didn't do either, so they just kind of moved on to giving other play, you know, doing that to other players like Zadarius Smith got his thing converted, which you know just creates cap space, doesn't give anyone anything. Um, but it did stall them for a little bit. Not how many guys would the Packers have signed? I have no idea. They basically resigned, you know, almost all of their own guys except for Lindsley. Um, but it's a thing. I mean, it's definitely like, you know, based on his contract now, just based on his contract. There's no guarantees he's with Green Bay after this year. So I don't know what could happen. I mean, yeah. definitely because they haven't done anything, have left it open. Ian, I want to let you know, we all say that as well because it's it's reality. If you look at the business of the NFL, when there's only one year of guarantees left, everybody's automatically going to question, okay, especially at that quarterback position. If it was punter, by the way, nobody's having this conversation. It's the MVP. It's quarterback. It's the whole thing. You have to have the convo. Packers fans do not want to hear it, though. (laughs) They do not want to hear it. They're going to be mad at you for saying what you just said, just like they get pissed off at me. We all want Aaron to be in Green Bay for the next 10 years. Yeah. Me, Me, what? I mean, hey, look, if he wants to come to New England and sleep right, see, off right, the page, right, the Ian, feel Ian, free. Right, Ian, thank you. Oh, Pittsburgh, maybe. Yeah, they listen, Ian, yeah, thanks sure. for stopping by. Next time, bring Jude. We'd all appreciate it. I will do that. I'll upgrade your guest list. Uh, and, uh, thank you, guys. I'm going to go back to my real job now. Hey, Ian, you are awesome. We appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. People go through many changes as we get older, isn't that right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. For men, one of the less fortunate changes is that testosterone production begins to naturally decrease in the body. Did you know this, AJ? I am aware. For most men, it begins around the age of 30, and testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. My God. So if you live to 130, you ain't got shit left. No, minus 30. Well, if it starts around 30, this is one of those questions on a test where you know, begins around 30 in the testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. So does it start at zero or does it start at 30? That's the thing. This is where they can get you. It's one of them damn word problems. This is one of those problems where you're like, well, wait a minute, Uh, which can I ask a follow-up? Anyways, I was good at those tests because I always viewed it as me versus the fucking teacher. That's right. Okay. (laughs) 
I don't know what's going on, but this is me versus you. Fuck you. That's how, I, that's how I view it. That's why friends at Roman have a new supplement designed to support testosterone production. I did not know this. They formulated their own supplements with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. You hear this, AJ? Roman's mm-hmm. testosterone supplement is for anyone who wants to support their own body's natural function. They formulated their own blend with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash USA. Their supplement contains vitamin D3, zinc, magnesium, maca, and ashwagandha in a unique blend designed by healthcare professionals that you can't get anywhere else. To learn more about these incredible ingredients, visit GetRoman.com slash USA. Roman is offering $15 off your first order and will deliver your supplements right to your door with free two-day shipping. When you go to GetRoman.com forward slash USA, get $15 off your first order plus free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman, G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com forward slash USA. That's good news. Let's try that stuff. Okay. I've been looking for that type of stuff. That's good news. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Now we know. Hey, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank, Thank you, Roman. Roman. Thank, Thank you, Roman. you, Roman. AJ Hawk joins us. Wow. AJ, I gave away a tease. Uh, I tried to tease, gave it away, because I think it was something that nobody would have expected. AJ Hawk, massive weekend for you, huh? Want to talk about it? Want to talk about it? Yeah, I got a... Uh, a late invite to the Masters, and so I was. Click clack! This dude's at the Derby. Okay, <laughs> at a living high. This guy is at the American Century Championship mm-hmm. Golf Tournament yep. of the Celebrity. That's right. And this guy is going to the Mass, ladies and gentlemen. AJ Hawk. AJ Hawk. AJ Hawk. Hey, Jay, hey, hey, COVID Cowboy, good good work there. One little extra one to kind of close it home there. But, AJ, you're a blue-collar hero, pal. You're a stupid Ohio kid. You're not supposed to be at all these places. Look at you at the Masters wow. walking the grounds down there. Yeah, you're right. It, it's uh, I guess it pays to have uh, friends that have connections. And luckily, Jordy Nelson actually texted me oh, late Friday Jordan. and said, hey, I got an extra ticket Sunday if you can get down here. I made it work, and I came back last night. Jordy took off from his softball tournament mm-hmm. to go down to the Masters. How was it so cool? By the way, Jordy, we've got to talk to him, what, two times now on the show? Yeah. Yep. Three t- I think we're going out to Kansas to do something oh, at yeah. some point Watch. eventually. Oh. Yeah, I can't wait for it. I saw a video of him chasing Don Cows at a state fair at mm-hmm. one point there, so we're going to go do that. Seems like coolest dude of all time. I'd assume uh, you feel that way about him, yeah? Yeah, Jordy, is, he's the absolute man all around, like just awesome guy. And he's also a lot of fun to do anything with, especially to go to something like uh, like the Masters or any kind of event. Jordy is a guy that he brings a lot of value, I think. Did you do a lot of walking? A lot of walking? A lot of walking, huh? That's, that shit's what? like this and like this, too. I seen it because they're talking about, it. you know, the, de- the decline on this hill is much more than it looks like on TV. And I'm mm-hmm. like, really? Are, are they mountain climbing? Are they, are they, are they Alex Honnold over there? Is it, is it a lot of... A lot of uh, you know, tough terrain to, to walk around over there? It's definitely very hilly, up and down. I mean, you know to expect that. I posted up a few times, so Smart. you're not allowed to even bring your phone in. Like, you go through metal detectors and everything. So I guess there's a place you can check your phone by the gate if you want to come back and check it. I don't know. But we just left him in the car, and I had to go to the airport at, like, 5 o'clock. I was being picked up. They said, all right, meet back here. It's like you're in third grade back in the day before your phones and everything. Hey, your parents drop you off. I'll pick you up nine hours later right here. So I had to figure out where that was. And uh, we got there like, bro, we got there at 8.30 in the morning. The first group didn't tee off till 10. 
and I stayed till five and I got separated from the three other people I was with at probably ten forty five and I never saw them again. <laughs> <laughs> so not seen them. A lot of time a lot of time on my own to reflect. <laughs> so it's just you and your thoughts roaming around Augusta wondering where because there's no chance you're gonna find them. It is huge. Oh it is huge. And yeah. hey, and by the way, everybody's dressed the same too. Everyone's dressed like a golfer. So I uh I mean I didn't fret. I, I sat there, I posted up a few different spots that people told me to, and I kept my eyes peeled the whole day, and guess what? For six straight hours I never found who I was looking for. <laughs> Did you sell out? Did you try to join any other groups at any other time? And did you join any other groups? Was there anybody that looked familiar? You walk up and like, hey, how's it going, guys? How are you doing? Did you join any other groups while you're you kind of roaming aimlessly around Augusta for six hours? Well, I thought about it a few times. I made a big mistake. I assumed it's Augusta. You can't smoke cigars. And every once in a while, I'd be sitting in my little spot, and I'd be like, I would get, catch a whiff of somebody had a cigar. And I was I never... I never asked anybody to bum a cigar, but I definitely should have. I would have brought a box. If I would have brought a box of ten cigars, I would have smoked them all, and it would have been the greatest day ever. <laughs> so you didn't even. So you talked to nobody. I thought it would be like that at the Masters. By the way, it was I, great though. I, it, it was great. <laughs> it was. No, what I'm saying is I, I hate that I got mixed up. I hate that I, I got lost from my group. Was it like Kevin in Home Alone? How did you? Yeah. How did you? No, I just went about. I, I just assumed I would eventually find them. Like, hey, oh. Oh, okay, here. I know we talked about watching Speeds. Speeds coming up. I'm going to follow him for a little bit. Maybe I'll maybe I'll find a way to see them across the fairway or whatever. And then all of a sudden, 4:30 hits. I got to find a way to get out to the north gate where I'm getting picked up. And I just make the trek on back and get in the get in the plane and come on home. <laughs> so. It was somebody you didn't expect to see that you saw that you were definitely too scared to go talk to. Oh, no, no, I didn't see any like anyone like that. Really? Right? I thought that was the big no. deal. That's why you can't have phones out there, because you never know who's going to be walking around. I'm sure there is, but, I mean, you had to be wearing masks the whole time, and I wasn't really – I mean, I was watching the golfers. I was – I basically just ate all the different kind of food Augusta has and was getting the nice draft <laughs> beer sitting there by myself. How was that cheese sandwich? Ooh. Terrible. I would never try that. Never. You said you tried all the food. Yeah. No, no. I said I ate a lot of food. I didn't try all of the food. I, I bought. Oh, okay. Okay. Now you're back. I think home. you got a little lost in your mind. I think you got no. a little lost there. I, maybe I said I, tr I, I tried all of the food. I, I will not try the pimento cheese situation. That's not really. Any good cookies thing. or anything in there? Ooh. Any good any treats? What? Cookies? Cookies? No, I didn't have any of those. I ate enough chicken sandwiches that they have there. Uh, a lot of the trail mix and things, and I saved my little souvenir cups for my beers, so I brought those home. How many did you have down there? Three, four? Were they big boys? No, they weren't that big. They were probably 20? 16 ounces. Yeah, I mean, three or four. Yeah, it was the most beer I've had in a while, and I was just sitting there by myself. I'm like, all right, maybe I'll find somebody I know eventually. <laughs> hey, by, by the way, I think that was life in, like, 1990. No internet, <laughs> yeah. no phones, just drinking beer all by yourself. How fine of Hey, it was cool. You know what I realized, though? All of a sudden, I got picked up, and I, I started thinking, I'm like, I haven't spoke for six hours. <laughs> Other than to say thank you to the people I bought food from, that's all I said. <laughs> what an experience. Yeah. When did you fly down? Did you see one? Was it? Did you see both days? No. No, just, just uh, ticket was just for Sunday, so I flew in Saturday night and then just got up and went right to the course. <laughs> What a fucking experience. Jeez. Hey, man, happy you got to. Hey, that's Augusta. Yeah, it's going to happen. What an experience. When you take a trip back in time, you know, 
No phone. They go through metal. What is going? So that's so no photos can be taken. No, nothing can be taken. There's not. I could understand. I could understand like if you bring your phone out, like, hey, put your phones away. It's masters like it's a show or whatever. But the thought that because I mean, you could very easily see. How you could get lost for six hours roaming oh, the grounds, yeah. just like you—you you probably right. had. Was that worst case scenario there at the Augusta? No, no, it's not worst case. I mean, it, it turned out great. Like, it, I, I oh, wish I would have been able to hang with the guys I came with, but it wasn't <laughs> like it was a waste of trip. I still had a great time. It was a beautiful place. Who? What golfer? Did you get to see Matsuyama at all? Who'd you get to watch? Did you see any good shots that we uh, got to see on TV? Yeah, well, I mean, I got there an hour and a half before the first group teed off, so yeah, I got to see a lot of the guys in the field. Uh, I followed Speed for a bit. I was hoping he'd make a run. To, uh, the little, you know, the skinny guy. I still Zalatoris. Zalatoris. I watched that dude for eight or nine holes, man. The the crowd was loving him. They were so ju- that guy was dialed in. He was locked in. Very impressive. And I followed uh, Bryson for a little bit. He was awesome. He, he was out of it, so he started. The great thing was they only allowed thirty two hundred spectators. I think so. It's way down, so you could actually get front row and see those guys. And Bryson pulled three wood out once, and everyone at the the tee box is like, "Oh man, oh!" And he said, kind of th- sat. Looked at everybody, then he threw it back in the bag and grabbed the big dog. <laughs> going crazy, bro. He's starting to become a showman. He's starting to become a showman. Said, That's awesome. Hey, you know the best part though? He's like, what? He's like, I'm three over there. I'm I'm way out of it anyway. Who cares? Oh, he's, not, doing, he, bits. he's yeah. doing bits. He's doing bits. He bombs a drive into the left woods. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. It was awesome. He's awesome. That's great for golf. Yeah. By Imagine when that's on TV and there's a big crowd packed out whenever he's out in Arizona or mm-hmm. whatever. If he's in uh, any of that stuff and he has like the, uh, you know, he pulls out like a, an iron or something and everybody, no. Oh, he puts it back in the bag a little bit. He pulls out another one. <laughs> then he brings out the dryer. That would be fucking electric. Welcome back, golf, if that's happening. We talked about it. It was cool to watch, man. It was a, obviously, anytime something is the first ever to happen in the long ass time we've been around, the first time ever is a cool thing. First Japanese golfer to win the Masters. That was really awesome. I'm, were you there for the celebration or did you have to leave before that, I guess? No, I watched him win from uh, like the little airport lounge with old Bernhard Langer was in the lounge oh, too. Oh, watching nice. Taking a smoothie. Oh, Bernhard, of yeah. course. Yeah. Great golfer himself. Langer. What a day, AJ. <laughs> what? what a day, you're right. Yeah. What is Bernhard Langer? Oh, yeah, legend, Langer. dude. Great German golfer. Oh, yeah. oh really? Oh, yeah. Sharp with the eyes. That's my guy. <laughs> Langer to banger. So you and you and Langer to banger out there? Just hanging I mean, out? I didn't, two time I didn't technically later. say anything to he him. He won the Masters oh. twice? twice. Congratulations. Congrats to Langer! I thought you were supposed to be standing at like the the in Baller circle, cabin, the picture thing. Yeah, the picture thing they do. Hey, Langer's like, oh, I'm fucking done with it. <laughs> Sticking around, nine, dude. Should have looked for Fitz Magic, AJ. He was hanging out up there. Yeah, did you see Fitz? Did you get to talk to anybody cool? No, you said no. You saw nobody. I saw nobody, and I spoke to nobody. So you know. <laughs> Bro, what? I feel like that's AJ's dream day. (laughs) It was like a weird, like, reset. Like, okay. All of a sudden, like, 11... Did you not think you missed everything? Did you not not think to yourself, like, a couple hours into it, like, I wonder if, like, maybe the world just blew up. (laughs) What's going on? Like, there was never a thought. Man, I would be... The anxiety I think I would feel would be so... I feel like I would miss everything. How long would you last if that happened to you? (laughs) 
know. 30 minutes not maybe. Even. Over the master. Dude, I'd be sitting like this. I'd be sitting like this. It would be like probably a five second, five, ten maybe minutes. I don't know. I'm like, all right. I'll watch it. Home. Dude, we get it. <laughs> I need my phone. I'll watch it on there. I, I don't know how you did it. I'm so impressed by that. It was I, nice. It was nice. People say like, oh, it's a good. Like, I, I thought I would be that way that I'd want to check my phone or whatever, be worried. Like, But no, like it's. I don't like having a phone to begin with. If I didn't have a wife and kids, I probably wouldn't use a phone. But I did not mind what? not having one. What, are you going to go live out in the fucking woods, dude? <laughs> no. Amish hawk. No, I need, a phone to, I need a phone to listen to, like, the podcast I listen to and music. But other than that, I don't need one. Okay, man. You're well, fucking hey, power dude, to you. You're awesome, dude. So yesterday was awesome, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yesterday was yeah, really I, cool. I made the best of it. Yeah, I, I sat a few times. I was like, man, I bet some people would really struggle with this. They'd be worried that they can't find their group and everything. And I just... Just relax and just let oh, it go. You use this as a mental test. Like, hey, this isn't yeah. this isn't an obstacle. This is an opportunity. Ooh. Okay. How would other people react versus how will I react in this situation? I'll tell you what, you did much differently than I. I would have been trying to find a crew to hang with. Yeah, I was shooting the shit with somebody. It was nice. Well, I, I got to overhear a lot of the golf banter being uh, <laughs> spoken from everybody. That was very fun to hear the different things going about. But I I took advantage of not having to listen to anybody else. You know, I was like, okay, we're going to go to 15 and 16 and 19. The people want to do all this stuff. I was like, oh, do I want to stand up and go get some more peanuts and maybe go find Bryson or whatever? Okay, yeah, let's do that. I'll leave <laughs> this little chair here and come back later. By the 19th green at 9. Man, oh, be careful. Get you. I can't tell if it's like your camera or what, but it looks like your neck is absolutely barbecued. Did you get sunburned really bad yesterday? Did you take a trip to the sun? Dude? Yeah. Probably, yeah. I mean, I was out there for a while. I was loading up on suntan lotion because I am super pale. Well, did you wear uh, did you wear the bucket cap or would you have yeah. just flat bill? Just a regular hat, sunglasses. Yeah, oh, can't geez. do that. You gotta Come wear on. gotta wear the full bucket cap, dude. I got. I believe me, and that's another thing of being by myself. I didn't have to worry about like pushing up to see things. I sat back in the shade a lot of times and just watched from a distance. Oh, because cool. you were on your own time. Mm -hmm. You're doing masters your way. Hey, Jordy. So Jordy stayed into that like that. The ending ceremonies did everything. He was leaving later that night, and he texts me. He's like, hey, man, where'd you go? Are you all right? <laughs> <laughs> this is like seven hours late. This is after I was in, I was in Atlanta on my connector when I got that text. <laughs> Jordy's talking to somebody, too, that is maybe a mutual friend of yours. AJ was here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Ten. 1045-ish. We haven't seen him. Damn. Oh, dang. Oh, he's okay. Did you, do you think that group ever thought, like... Where the agent? Hey, we still have an agent. Agent's gonna come back. Do you think they ever had those thoughts or no? I, I don't know. I doubt they did. Maybe uh, they did. They probably assumed they're like, oh yeah, he's you know he's probably in the bathroom. He's coming back, and then they look up and it's six thirty, and Matsuyama just won. <laughs> At what point did you split up from them, AJ? Like, what was the conversation there? Uh, we were going back and forth from the driving range. Uh, then they wanted to go into like the merchandise area and buy a bunch of stuff. They they make so much money in there, man. They sell so much. Oh yeah, it's and like I just kind of mm -hmm. I cruised around, did a lap, bought some SPF thirty suntan lotion, and cruised right back out. And then all of a sudden, I realized, all right, I guess we're split up. <laughs> she got left. They left you out there. Yeah. They no, I I I trailed off, and I went. I wanted to yeah. watch the first trip sure. off. The first group teed off, it was Adam Scott. And I was like, oh, there's the course right there. And I walked out, and then all of a sudden, that's when I turned around. I'm like, oh, there is no way to find these guys. <laughs> By the way, I love the fact that Ty's question is about your sunburn. And the reason why you were left all by yourself is because you were thinking about your potential sunburn. That is a beautiful thing. Well, let's talk about some football, shall we? Welcome back to uh, 2021.
I, I, uh, <laughs> I heard the trip back in time was uh, pretty, pretty electric. Have you heard anything in the NFL world that has piqued your interest today via our conversation with Rappaport or anything else popping off around the internet? I know the whole A-Rod situation from Bob Domofsky and all of that. Did Rappaport have anything on that? Uh, Bob Domofsky, uh, I'm not sure Rappaport said anything other than we all know what's going on. I think that's basically, we all see what's going on with the one-year contract. I don't think he gave away any tips or hints on whether or not they're renegotiating right now or working on anything or thinking about it. I think he just basically echoed what we all have thought, right? Yeah, he just said, yeah, it's very interesting that nothing's happened yet, but he really didn't, you know, say anything beyond that. Ty, uh, does this worry, AJ, does this worry you at all? It does worry me. Yeah, it definitely worries me. It's lingering. It's lingering. Uh This is a lingering thing. And listen, we didn't make this up. We are just telling you what is being reported by people who are inside in the reporting world or whatever. It just seems like this is a lingering story. I don't like it. Hey, I don't like it one bit, AJ. I I just wonder what the back and forth has been like. How much communication is going on? Are they negotiating a deal? And it it all comes down to like whether they want to commit or not that A-Rod is going to be the guy for the future, or do they just want to give him like a one-year, two-year extension? That is kind of the question. Do you think this guy could potentially go? Because what's long-term nowadays anyways? Everybody's like, well, he's not going to be our quarterback for a long term. It's like, well, is Tom Brady going to win them two, three Super Bowls? Is that is that an okay thing to have for five yeah. five years? Is that a is that an okay thing to have on your team? Or do you want the quarterback to be great eight, nine years from now? I just think that long-term answer conversation is one that isn't real. I think at one point it was great to have a figurehead, a staple. This is what we build our team around. But then as the game has kind of changed, I don't think it's that big of a deal. So if you can get a guy for the next five years, science is telling us, could be able to maintain a very high level, why wouldn't you do that? That is just what we we're all asking. Yeah, I think. coming off an MVP season where he played arguably better than he has, like you know, since they won the Super Bowl, it just. Hey, Mike Florio said that Mark Murphy maybe has figured out a way to reach the pissed off levelness of Aaron Rodgers to make him the best he can possibly be. <laughs> is that a real thing? Is that a real thing? And if it is, by the way, Mark Murphy, I hope has like. You know, videos of him in certain dates being like, because this would be awesome. But we're going we're gonna to trade up to get a quarterback mm-hmm. because this team, this roster, if we get a superhuman quarterback again, a quarterback, we could potentially make a run yet again <laughs> without having to pay anybody. Let's go ahead and do that. If this is one big master plan to get him to the right pissed off level and play his best football, more that's bravo. Mm-hmm. I actually enjoy that whole thing. Well, I mean, I, th- I think it's possible it could get to that, but I don't think it's a conscious effort by Mark Murphy and the Packers to to try to facilitate that and like, oh, yep, this is all part of the master plan. Just, this I mean, come on, off. there's got to be sure a point, right? Like Isn't there so a point mad. to where you're too pissed off or both sides are? It's there's just too much animosity between the two that it's not going to be good moving forward. You would think. I mean, that's I'm I'm on the team. Like, hey, let's make human happy. Human happy work. He has hard two years left, right? You have two years left on this deal? I think three. I think three with one Mm -hmm. year guaranteed left. So there's two years on the back end that aren't guaranteed, I Mm -hmm. think. I'm not 100% sure, but I do believe that is the setup of the thing. So if you gave him a two-year extension, that's basically a five-year deal, right? Yeah, and that's until he's 41, which feels 
pretty good deal we can re-examine here. Mm -hmm. And with what we're learning about science and how you take care of your body and the way the game's being played now, there's a chance you're going to be able to sign another three-year, two-year deal yeah. whenever you get 41 as well. There's there's a chance that conversation could happen, right? I mean, that could happen. The fact that it isn't is why we're talking about it at this particular time. It should be happening. I mean, as someone who still suffers from PTSD yeah. from Brady leaving, if they let Rodgers walk out the door, the whole entire team changes. AJ, I talked about this earlier. Peyton leaves, wins Super Bowl. Tom leaves, wins Super Bowl. Who else is on that Rushmore there? Huh. Okay, if you just do the thing. He's like, he'll probably, if he walks out the door, you're potentially, we're not saying definitely, but you're potentially going to have to experience what we felt in Indianapolis. Like, well, the guy's better than he's ever fucking been somehow. And then what New England had to do with uh, Johnny Foxborough, Tom Brady, yeah. Dunner, and Tim. Well, and to your point, like how many more times can you do this before he's just like, All right, fuck this. You go like, from, I'm not doing this anymore. You go from Favre to Rodgers. You just don't know what it's like to not have a fucking quarterback. And you don't know what it's like to have a loser taking snaps for you that's that's it does feel like there are some places that kind of get a little bit comfortable yeah. you know what i mean get a little bit comfortable and they they see other teams that happen they mock the other teams but they don't realize, like, oh, 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 there's a couple things that could happen. That could be fucking us real quick. That's the NFL, though, by the way. They go over that entire 16-game uh, era or whatever. They put out the graphic for the amount of winning percentage. Damn near everybody is at 50%, except for there's outliers that are low and then a couple people that are in the 60%. But it's hard to win. That's the entire thing. And the ebbs and flows of this thing seem to really come. Your team could suck, and all it takes – is one to two big-time decisions being made, and all of a sudden you're rebuilding, retooling, mm -hmm. retrying to figure out how the fuck you won to begin with. Yeah, what's the only other team is – can you think of another place where you go from franchise quarterback to franchise quarterback other than Montana to Steve Young? Peyton to Andrew. Andrew. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think yeah. that was that – was That is, you're right. That, that, that classifies, but then Andrew obviously retired a little bit early. But Andrew absolutely was – in line with how it works. Carried the torch, though. Yeah. You know, he, he like kind of took it over, won 10 games. Like, this is what we do here mm -hmm. in Indianapolis. And then now, you know, Phillip Rivers has been able to do it. Mm -hmm. Will Carson Wentz now potentially do that? There's a chance, yes. There's a hopeful yes. It feels like a lot of energy saying yes. There's a chance that done. And then what do you do? Then you have to try to figure it out. But it feels like we're potentially also hitting an era where there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks available at mm -hmm. times. But with the Green Bay Packers not having an owner mm. – how will you be able to really get into the dance for some of the biggest free agent quarterbacks? That'll be fascinating to watch. In the way Tom Brady got back, like to sit back and pick his team, like say next year this does happen and Rodgers does get to just be able to pick. Imagine like the Browns where he has OBJ, oh, Jarvis Landry running backs. It's just like and if you win, by the way, in Cleveland, or if you win oh, somewhere else, exactly. oh man, you're a hero forever. Not that you're not in Green Bay. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. There has been previous stories that have said there is fruit to be tasted on trees elsewhere Ooh. by these, mm -hmm. these people that are on the top of the world in the NFL. Hypothetical. These are all hypothetical. Of course. We're just saying. Could happen, though, and that's why you have to talk about it until this thing has some sort of answer. I don't like talking about it, but we have to talk about it until there's an answer, AJ. So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. 
Okay, FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The people at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions and millions of dollars to their users users FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sports book going for a lot of reasons most of them what I just said uh we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel obviously there are so many different ways to win there's more things to bet on their boosts seem to always hit which is just fucking themselves over time and time again uh we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook and you will too if you haven't used it yet use it nah also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel. Shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. AJ, we talked more about your master's experience during the break. <laughs> you had to have the worst fucking day in Augusta history. Oh, <laughs> nut job. Hey, I think the worst day in Augusta is better than, you know, a great uh, day. Okay. Yeah. All right, Barry uh, Hawk. Oh, yeah. you're negative. You, I'm sure Nick's rubbing off on you and you're a negative guy, but hey, I'm not. I choose to, to look at it. It was an opportunity for me. You're right. You're right. You're right. Man, if I was in that situation, oh, though, no I don't know way. if I would have survived. I don't know how you did it. I am. Sure. I had no options. I had no options. I had a, I had a, uh, my ride said, all right, we're dropped off at 820. See you here at five. What else? What do I do? <laughs> And it was, I was glad. I was I was happy that that was the case. I wanted to have time there, but yeah, like I said, wh- what am I gonna do? Walk around and pout the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> Could you have been able to get your phone? No, d- it was gone. In the car, <laughs> in the car that dropped me off with my bag. Oh Jeez. my god! Early mistake. Okay, I'm happy. Where would I put it? I didn't. I you didn't said they had lockers for them. Don't they have lockers for them or whatever? There's a place I guess you can check it in somewhere by like the front gate. Yeah. Anyways, welcome back. Uh, <laughs> Who would I have called? Would I? Hey, let me call Jordy. Oh wait, his phone is in the car too. <laughs> You're right. And I've heard it's out in the middle of nowhere too, kind of, huh? Yeah. Did you think they have? They have uh, you know, it's funny. They have like free pay phones. They call them like around the course that you could use. I'm like, okay, what a, if I remember my old home home line from my parents when I grew up? Who am I going to call? <laughs> hey, that happened to me when I got into jail. You know what I mean? They, they always talk about your phone call for, uh, from jail, but at that point, you know, whose number do I know? I, my dad's cell phone was the only thing I remembered at that point because numbers, you don't remember anything these days. Mm-mm. You don't no. remember saying, is it out in the middle of nowhere though? I mean, not in the middle of nowhere, but I mean, it's it's the main attraction for sure. Because John Daly sets up, what, at that Hooters? Hooters, right? Hooters, Hooters Diner Road. Diner Hooters. Did you, did you see him, Diner? No, I don't know. Was he there this year? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I'll read this later. Did you try, like, yelling for Jordy at all? <laughs> yeah, no. You, it's, uh, it's frowned upon. They don't really like you to yell there too much. You know what I found interesting, though, is there was places where people were walking in the back. Like, during that par three, uh, there's a par three where... It just looks like two plots of land there out of nowhere. You know what I'm talking about? Then there's a little bit of water. Then there's there was a back walkway where some of the golfers would walk through while somebody was teeing off. I was fascinated at how, like, normally I'd assume, because it was limited to 3,200 people, you said, is that normally, like, there's there's certain areas where people are and then you don't see all that stuff? Or I Because mean, we got to see a lot of the course, I think. Like, there was a lot of, like, like the green and the tee box, you know, like, 
I've se- I feel like I've seen a similar setup on a course that I pl- like. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it felt like I think the people almost hide a lot of the. I feel like we got to see behind the scenes at Augusta a little bit more this year than we had in the past. You more so than all of us, obviously. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I don't know what the TV product looked like. I was there. No big deal. No big deal. Uh, Let's get some phone calls, shall we? Let's go to uh, Russ in Michigan. What's going on, Russ? Hey, not too much. Shout out, Pat. Shout out, Hawk. Shout out, all the boys. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Hey, so I got a question about uh, WrestleMania weekend and Pat being the uh, wrestling observer. Rookie of the Year. I saw a little segment with Randy Orton where he was really, really uh, going hard on how great Bad Bunny was and how Bad Bunny came from outside of the business and how normally people that don't come from his world um, don't respect the business. And I wondered if you had had any run-ins with Orton, if that was like a shot at you. But, I mean, there's like... Oh, you thought that was a shot at me. Oh, whoa. I don't know if that was a shot of me from Randy Orton. <laughs> I sure hope not. Never took it that way until you just said it. Should I have not going to just because it's Randy Orton? The dude's like uh, six foot six, two hundred some pounds, and has been wrestling for what seems to be seventy five years at this point. Might be one of the toughest humans of all time who's been there, done that. I think what he was talking about uh, is still the thing with Soldier Boy and uh, the potential beefs and outsiders coming into the business and everything like that. I thought Bad Bunny absolutely crushed it. I absolutely loved his performance i thought he obviously was very dedicated he appreciated it he respected the art of professional wrestling which i think as a fan of professional wrestling you appreciate the most because back in the day when outsiders would come in it was very obvious they are there to suck the teat of the wwe to promote whatever the fuck bullshit thing they had going on they didn't give a damn about the actual show whenever you get people in there that are actual fans understand it a little bit understand why it works how it works which bad bunny clearly does it has created some incredible performances i think what shaq did was awesome i don't know how he didn't break his shit he was also very very entertaining in the ring i think he bought into it and i thought what bad bunny did was beautiful absolutely beautiful and he uses it in the proper fashion, by the way, which I always wondered why the celebrities of the past didn't buy in. If you buy in, it's much better marketing for whatever bullshit you're pushing. And whenever you come in, drop in, I am the host. I have this book that nobody gives a fuck about. All right, see you later. (laughs) Nobody's going to watch that. But you buy in, you earn the fans, and then hopefully they'll follow you. Him launching the tour right off the back of it was genius. And I'm I'm a Bad Bunny fan now. How did this come about? Like, I don't know enough about Bad, but has he always been, like, a, talking about wrestling and trying to get in here? Uh, I'm going to be very transparent here. My knowledge on San Benito is very limited to what I've learned here over the last couple months. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan. Hey, listen, I am a fan of his, especially after what he did at WrestleMania. I thought he was fucking awesome, but I need to do a little bit more research on the Bad Bunny I, because I think there's a lot of good shit to learn, especially after his performance at WrestleMania. You think Logan Paul might get back in the ring and actually wrestle? Hey, he got stunned. He did not deserve that. No, he didn't. Logan Paul was dragged into a situation he did not deserve to get dragged. Two friends turning against each other. These guys have been friends for decades at this point. Logan Paul, out of respect for everything going on, says, yeah, I'll come, you know, I'll come and check it out. Sure. Get stunned right in the mouth. <laughs> Despicable. 
unbelievable. Logan what's the, Paul. Like, what's the story there with Logan Paul? I feel like that's a random one to, to throw in there. Well, no, there was a documentary happening, a vlog series around Sami Zayn and the conspiracy from the WWE against Sami Zayn to hold him back, to not allow him to succeed. In said vlog documentary was noticed by Logan Paul, who is a fan, obviously the biggest vlog, biggest uh, one of the biggest vlogs, biggest documentary guys of all time. Uh, he gets him brought in to be a judge of Sami Zayn's documentary trailer that he debuted, a red carpet affair. Then all of a sudden Logan Paul is involved because he gives a sign of approval or uh, he says it's all a scam, which is what he did basically on Kevin Owens' side. And then Kevin Owens, how's he thank him in the whole thing? Stuns his Star. neck through the goddamn ring. I mean, it's yeah. just Logan Paul did not deserve what happened. Yeah, I was I was surprised to see him involved. I didn't know if he was pubbing something or, or what's going on. Like, how do how do the wrestling fans feel about like when Logan Paul gets thrown in? Or I'm sure they respect Bad Bunny because he didn't he did some some unexpected things, right? So, so the thing about Logan Paul, okay, is at least he understood the fans of WWE. Let me tell you why. The way they had it go, okay, match ends. Uh, Sami Zayn, bad guy, loses, you know, he's that whole thing. Uh, Logan pushes him, actually, after the match. Ooh. He falls out of the ring. Okay, he lifts Kevin Owens' hand, babyface, celebration to the crowd. The crowd boos. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Crowd boos, Logan Paul, and the guy that they were just cheering for because Logan Paul is involved. Boo, boo, boo. See you later. Stunner to end the whole yeah. thing. So I think they, I think the Logan Paul understood what was going to happen, and uh, Kevin Owens obviously reacted to what happened there. But I think they knew what was going to happen in there, yeah. So was, I know there were some rain delays right on Saturday night. Did it, they end up getting everything in, or did it run to like 2 in the morning? No, they got everything in. It did run late both nights, but I thought it was uh, much better than the one-day, 17-hour yeah. thing. I think it was it was pretty good digested. But, yeah, the uh, Vince McMahon-God conversation went well both nights. Yeah. <laughs> a, a, a definite storm. Uh, just disperse somehow. Now, there was one casualty. There was one slip and fall Ooh. because of the rain down there in Tampa Bay. Mandy fell on her way in, became ah. a gift, trended worldwide mm -hmm. immediately upon happening. Uh, but aside from that, didn't really pop off that much. Aside from me learning that, you know, they call them the Tampa Bay Lightning or whatever. Mm -hmm. I guess they legitimately are like the light, like lightning, lightning down light, there. For oh. whatever, the science experiment of that. Uh, Latitude and longitude, the science experiment there, I guess the lightning is fucking real down there. I guess. Damn. Hmm. That's, just, that's what people were saying on the internet. I have no idea if that's real or not, but I, I, it made, I was like, oh, that's why they're the lightning. It must have, I thought they were electrifying, but no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, there's just lightning all the time. Lightning, lightning. Right? lightning. We're going to have to check some stats on that. And that, didn't, that by the way, that didn't stop the WrestleMania either. But is that specific to Tampa Bay or just the whole state of Florida? We know there's pop-up thunderstorms all the time down there. Yeah, they, it comes and goes, doesn't it, Donner? Mm -hmm. Those afternoon comes storms. Comes out of nowhere. Ah. So, oh, probably time for a nap, I guess. Mm -hmm. Clodge just said take a nap. I'm going to wake up on the other side, and it's going to be what, 200 degrees. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Here we go. Let's get, to, let's get to another phone call, shall we? Let's go to Ryan. Uh, no, we just talked about Bad Bunny, actually. Ryan, sorry, we covered it right there. We thought he was dope. I thought he was awesome. Ah. ah, thank you, Ryan. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Hey, thank you, Ryan. Shout hey. out to Pat and the boys, though. Gotta stop being so modest, Pat. 
Okay, sounds good, Ryan. We appreciate you, though. Uh, the podcast, uh, the best wrestling show, period, comes out of this office with Mansuri and Madden. I hope you listen to that. I think I'm going to make some appearances on there in the near future as well. Ryan, shout out to you. Hey, WrestleMania, I assume big hit. I, what was yeah. It? Will they ever get the numbers, and will we ever know the numbers? Felt like a lot of people were invested in WrestleMania this weekend. Yeah, it's crushing. I watched it on uh, Peacock TV, and it was it went off without a hitch. I thought it was awesome. Me too. There was a couple of th- glitches, I thought, and everything like that. But other than that, I I thought it went really well. You, you missed it, AJ, because yeah. you were down there getting yourself ready to walk aimlessly around the greenest grass of all time. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So did you just have to have Peacock to watch this? Yeah, but I think there's there's two Peacocks. Okay, there's Pe- Peacock Premium, which with the word premium, you think, oh, this is the good one. Mm-hmm. Best one. Sure. Turns out it isn't. It's Peacock Premium, and then there's like an up or something like that down here. What? You got to pay another $4.99. That's the, that's the premium one. The okay. commercial one. What's that? Is that the no commercial one? Yeah, that's yeah. the premium one. It'll st- the shows will still go to dark, and then they come out of dark though, as if there was supposed to be a commercial. Mm. Uh, it's kind of oh, interesting. Huh? That doesn't. That's weird. Figure that out. I thought Very I was paying. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Blink, you're telling me. Figure that out. Blink. If you were uh, a member, or if you subscribed to the WWE Network, did that carry into Peacock or no? So okay, so yeah. I'm probably still just getting charged for yeah. that, even though it's non-existent. <laughs> I need to go. I need to fucking move over to Peacock. Yeah, every, every month, there's a lot of good stuff on there, though. Where on Peacock? Yeah, like yeah. on the WWE part. I think it. so. There's a lot of yeah, stuff over there now. Awesome. The transition. Gacy. What's that? The Gacy. I watched. The, I downloaded and watched the Gacy docu series on the way to okay. and from. Well, I was about to say Peacock has taken a lot of my time as of late with WrestleMania and with the John Wayne Gacy. So Young can, Rock. Young, no, I watch it on Tuesday nights live. Okay. That's right. Okay. 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 You're, wait, you're still going to watch? Yeah, yeah, because there's no way last week's episode will become a trend for the show. Yeah. It was an anomaly. Oh, that's right. You said last week's episode was the worst half-hour television of all time, right? It was like 22 minutes of actual television. It was bad. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> Just making sure. To the Hall of Fame, though. He didn't want to take away from it. From the Hall of Fame, yeah, which yeah. was WWE, oh, yeah. which was happening at the exact same time. So Good theory. I'm watching live Tuesday nights at 8. Okay. Okay. Anyways, I've been on Peacock a lot lately, and I was like, I was almost like happy for him. Yeah. You know, like it's not easy to become a new platform with a couple good strategic purposes and releases of things. You can garner some attention. Now you're going to have to keep going or whatever. That's why Netflix is so impressive. They were able to keep people just the depth of shit that they had. I think they went into massive debt just acquiring everything, and then it kind of all came back around. So Peacock's crushing it, though. And that John Wayne Gacy thing, I had not heard of it before. I haven't finished it yet, but, man, it is getting ridiculous out there. It's pretty good. I think it's like six parts. It probably could have been a few shorter. Uh, but, yeah, I, I knew of John Wayne Gacy. I had no idea he was burying bodies under his – allegedly burying bodies yeah. under his and house. could have been anybody. Could have been. <laughs> could have been anybody. Left the door You're right. He gave 12 keys out, right? That's what he said. Yeah, it could have been a number of people. I, uh, <laughs> Not me. I did bury one of them, but that was self-defense. Uh-huh. The other 28 could have been anybody. Could have been anybody. <laughs> That fucking guy was walking around this world like we do now. Yeah. Just, hey, hey. Let me, put some, let me put some clown face on. Iowa was empowering that guy. Let's not forget that. Yeah, yeah we've done this fucking song and dance yeah. before, pal. I would like okay, to let you know not... that we're at home. I would like to let you know that Iowans are not appreciative of what you've been doing with this. Oh, they yeah. are? Well, I wasn't appreciative of them letting him go. Okay. Oh, okay. That's on you, Iowa. Okay. Let's go to Robert in Massachusetts. Here we go. Robert in Massachusetts. You let Connor out of the state. What do you want to talk about? How you boys doing? Hey, not too shabby. How are you? 
Oh, not too bad. You guys are the fucking best. And uh, I want to apologize because my question's a little late. But when you talked about it, I was in the hospital with the wife with the birth of my child. So, Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, uh, um, what's the name? So, uh, Noella. Amber. Noella. <laughs> Uh, Noella Catherine. Well, congratulations on Noella. We thought we thought there was a chance maybe a little doobie yeah, uh, yeah. have been born there. Doobie doo. Oh, doobie doobie doo. doo. Doobie doo. Uh, anyways, maybe next time, Robert. What do you want to talk about? Well, um, you guys were talking about how you would buy an NFL franchise. Well, 40 years out or so, yeah. And uh, I was just curious, hypothetically, if you were ready and there were two franchises you could buy, Mm-hmm. Would you rather buy one that was stacked and ready to win now, yes. or would you rather buy one that's a rebuild and make your own legacy? Now, well, I appreciate that, and I assume there is somebody that would like to rebuild their own legacy, but I'm okay with my legacy starting good. Let, yeah. me, go ahead and get, <laughs> let me get that thing now. I don't know how everybody else feels. You could see how you would want to put your own spin on everything, but if you can get a team ready to win, that's going to be expensive, but that would be fantastic. And why is the owner selling at this point now that they're good? A lot of questions would be asked, but I think that's where I'm headed aj yeah I, I would buy the dallas cowboys don't they bring in the most money every year mm-hmm. yeah but also winning like yeah, yeah. <laughs> cowboys fans is. did not deserve that okay hey we talked earlier hard knocks if they go to the cowboys cannot wait to see big mike and jerry jones mm-hmm. cannot wait so they're one of the finalists or however many people can yeah it's panthers cowboys cardinals broncos broncos it has to be the cowboys then well J.J. Watt. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Come on, dude. Oh, okay, you're right. Arizona would be very intriguing as well. You're DeAndre right. Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury, Buda Baker. Mm-hmm. I mean, the they, they, Giants are the other two. Uh, Giants. Ooh, stay out football there. Giants. Big Dan Jones. <laughs> if Judge is going to be recovering fumbles every episode, then. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But we got Jared Donner and Big Mike Heisman. Yeah. He's going to be doing yeah. some cover stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> what would, what's Big Mike like during training camp? I mean, he's, he's very intense. I don't think he would, uh, just from my time with Mike, I don't know if he would love having to do like sit-down interviews throughout the day during training camp. When oh, you're, come on. He has enough to worry about. But <laughs> come on. I, I think it would make for some great, like, it, what do they call them, like, confessionals like they do in mm-hmm. the real world? Like, if he's sitting in the dark room with a bright light, just listen to him, like, tell stories about the day, I think would be very fun. Yeah, we're trying to get the best players on the team. What do you want? <laughs> I mean, Ian's got your cameras around. I mean. But haven't they changed that so it's like just the small cameras yeah. that like, and they actually do forget that there are cameras in there for some of the stuff? It's like Big Brother. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Would you ever get comfortable? I don't know. That'd be Because that's, like that's like an experiment as well. You, mm-hmm. you just forget about them being yeah. there, I guess. Everyone, don't you hear people that like film reality shows? They're like, well, after the first week, it's almost like we forgot they were there. I'm like, no, they're especially when it's the shows where they're coming with them and you're sitting at a restaurant and you have to have like special lighting and the whole place is looking at you. I was like, just that alone would be so awful. AQ Shipley and I were at a bar. Oh, I forget how many years. Uh, we're at a bar in um, in Florida. I think it was. I think it was either Tampa or Fort Lauderdale or Miami. I forget where it was. We're sitting at a bar. We're hanging out, having a good time. We just got done golfing or whatever. We're just kind of wrapping up the day. It was in the hotel, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're just sitting there, and all of a sudden, the door opens. Five lighting people come in. Okay, two camera people in front, and then an entire family comes in and rents out the uh, the VIP areas. But this was a small place, so it was literally right behind us. <laughs> they were the uh, the Kardashian family of France, I think they said, or whatever, oh. or, or some other place. It was 
hilarious we were like so we have to leave now right they're like no no stay please stay we're like no we are not going to be on it takes over the entire your entire life becomes that reality show though you're you're the hard knocks though there's some players that have loved it there's been some players that have hated it and i've i've heard a lot more hate than love there but as a fan i love the i love the show yeah, it's going. It'll continue because it is. It's it's fun to see like what's going on because they have all those little cameras in the meeting rooms. That's when coaches I can definitely understand when they have moments where they forget that there are cameras there because they can't see anything and it's just like, hey, I got to coach my dudes up. Think about a coach going, oh, fuck, I'm gonna have to explain why yeah. I said <laughs> that to that particular player. Now everybody heard what I just said about that. There's a lot of trust I'd assume between the team and the. The staff meetings are what's very interesting to me. Like when they're they're talking about player transactions and where guys are, and then that player watches that episode three days after that happens. Yeah, and then, you know, sometimes in the NFL, some things can be said behind closed doors, and I assume they don't make it out of there. And then now with Hard Knocks, it's like, oh fuck you, huh? Oh, really? <laughs> no, yeah. Is that is that how this whole thing goes? It's I love watching it as a fan. I think I would have enjoyed it if it was it the Colts training camp or whatever, obviously. But I would not have, I don't think I would have enjoyed it for our team, like for the good of our team. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's for the good of your team. I I think it actually is the opposite, actually. We've got to send some for the brand gear to those five teams so we can get back on there like last year. Yeah, yeah. us us making an appearance in that one was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. JJ, you know, get him, get him geared up for the HBO if it is in Arizona. What's that? What? Hey, his stuff's better than ours. I don't know. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, his shoe. We don't have shoes, dude. He's Jake? got shoes. He's got, he's got shoe shoes. Lines. Oh, yeah. He's, he's going to get shoes. Whoa. To get no, no. I don't think I could. I, yeah. I tried. I gave Hoko a call. <laughs> yeah. I gave Hoko a call. Can't do it. Let's go to Jacob in Nebraska. What's going on, Jacob? Hey, no much. What's going on, man? Hey, just hanging out, pal. What do you want to talk about? Oh, yeah. I want to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Give me a second, man. I had to run out of fucking class. Hey, Hey, what? Hey, so I pit- Hold on. Hold on. A lot of questions. What, what class did we just run out of? How old are we? Oh, I, yo, I'm 18, man. I ran an animal biology, Kazo. Oh, um, no. Is this high school? Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Oh, you're great. Yeah, you're man. a great student. I mean, <laughs> yeah, exci- you know it, man. Yeah, I'm excited that this just happened. What world is happening where you can just get up? Excuse me. <laughs> hey, got to take a call. <laughs> That is awesome. Good for you, Jacob. You must have a lot of pool around those halls. What do you want to talk about? All right. So, so obviously in the, the Pittsburgh hallway. Steelers. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, dude, I'm in the fourth hallway. Like, oh, yeah, like, hey, but the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is not can you yell a few times? Has he been, has he been on hold for like three classes too? Yeah, there's a chance. Hey. Sorry, what do you want to talk? Let's get you back to class. What do you want to talk about? Jeez. All right, so the Pittsburgh Steelers, man, you got you got Big Ben Roethlisberger, man. He's on the twilight of his career. Uh-huh. You're going into the 2021 draft, and you have a lot of options. I oh, mean, yeah. I have a few options for them. Either they're picking Najee Harris, maybe if Justin Fields he gets going down, maybe Lance goes over him. Wow. Maybe mm. Mac Jones goes over him, maybe they get him, maybe they go O-line. What do the Pittsburgh Steelers do in the 2021 draft? Jacob, hey, get back to animal biology, right? <laughs> you hear me? What do you guys learn? Yeah, about, what do you guys learn about today? Like uh, the difference between huff and paw? Hey, fuck all, man. I'm just, I'm just, man. Fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's not learning shit, Jacob. I've been on hold for two hours, man. I've been through three classes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. At this point, man, I just, I just, Jacob, like, listen. It was, 
Jacob, high school is a test on whether or not you can do or you cannot do. You have to get through this thing. You know that it feels like you potentially. Hey, man, I graduate in like a month, cuz. Oh, okay. I'm out of right, okay. Okay. Congratulations, okay. Jacob. Congrats, grad. Congrats. <laughs> you sure Maybe. he's graduating? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. We are a terrible influence in a bad show. So don't do that if you're in high school right now. You guys should stop watching and listen. Hey, the fact that he was able to have his phone out on hold for two hours through three classes, and then he's there, he's available right when he comes off hold, is was pretty amazing. I mean, think about TJ earlier from Washington. He's nowhere near a high school class. No. He was on hold for 22 minutes. Answer, TJ, nothing. Mm -hmm. People come on muted or whatever. Mm -hmm. He was in animal biology. That chair and desk went yeah. flying. <laughs> yeah, shut it. Can I take it down? I'm hot. Shut, 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 shut. <laughs> Hey, yeah, what up, Cuzzo? <laughs> <laughs> imagine in the middle of high school just having the the gall to do that yeah. would be so awesome. That'd be so awesome to have that ability. That kid, that kid's going places. Hell yeah! Thank you, Jacob. Thank you, Jacob. <laughs> Thank you, Jacob. Shut, fuck, shut. Oh, hold on. I got a dog. I know. Ah, <laughs> uh, where do you go? Who knows what they're gonna do? <laughs> yeah. Mike Tomlin is at the Ohio State workout. He, there's an incredible clip, actually, of Mike Tomlin talking to Justin Fields as Justin Fields is either going to work out or warm up or something like that. Can we run that clip? Do we think we can run it? Maybe not. Probably not. Uh, Mike Tomlin basically tells Justin Fields, you know why we're here. Uh, go, go ahead and give it to me or something like that. Or, or some sort of like, go ahead and show. Like him, Mike Tomlin is awesome. All right, I just want to let everybody know that Mike Tomlin put me through my pro day workout at West Virginia. If it wasn't for Mike Tomlin, I'm not sure all of the scouts would have came out to where I was kicking from the indoor facility where Pat White, Steve Slayton, and everybody was working out. I did not get invited to the combine. Mike Tomlin was pretty pivotal for me making it into the NFL, and I'm very grateful. But that moment looking at him chat with Justin Fields as he's getting ready for the workout, I think is why Mike Tomlin is beloved by basically every – while I was doing a workout while I was doing my kicking workout he was like talking shit to me we were bantering back and forth it felt like he was saying things louder so people could hear what I was potentially doing he is just like classic guy you want to play for and I love the fact that he let Justin Fields know like even stating the obvious like hey man y'all know what you hey Justin I don't know if you know this or not all these motherfuckers are here to watch you throw good luck out there <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah like that's basically what Tomlin was like and I appreciate it so much I appreciate how he is. And when I talk to anybody that has played for him, I always ask him, like, well, man, what's Tomlin like? And they all seem to love him. And they're like, hey, man, he leaves you. If you do your job, if you're a pro, like, he has that old school mentality. Like, we're going to grind. We're going to work hard. And he's not going to mess around. Like, he doesn't really care about all the periphery and what's going on as long as you're taking care of business on the field and the locker rooms are right. He gave a speech at the um, after the draft you go to the uh, Rookie Symposium. Rookie Symposium. He gave a, a speech and he was like he gave this like five, ten minute speech about everything, you know. And then at the end he said basically it all comes down to this. Don't be that guy. Okay? <laughs> just don't be that guy. And then he just walked off. And he was like, you know what that means. Everybody knows what that means. Don't be that guy. That, they just don't be that guy. I was that guy one time. They gave me another chance. <laughs> for that. Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to this show. 
I know there was a chance that when it started, you thought this show's going to stink. Yeah, sure. But if you lasted this long, we can't thank you enough for spending time with us. We'll be back, Mignogna. Hashtag end of pod squad. I believe we gave away $5,000 mm-hmm. last week. If you're still here, let's go ahead and give away another $5,000 this week. It'll Sounds run good. throughout this entire week. At Ty Schmidt, we'll be picking those winners. Uh, can't thank you enough for being here. Ty, please play. Welcome back, by the way. Thank you. Good to be back. Please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Monday night. We'll be back tomorrow. I'm up to something. Let's go.